Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome to my show. It's the month of May, and I love the month of May. There's so many wonderful things to celebrate this month. But before I tell you all about those things, I'm going to do my honorable mentions. To my listeners, I'd like to say hello and thank you to Anita and Jeff Bell. Both of them are doctors, and they are from the state of Georgia. I did my internship and residency training with them. Anita sent me a lovely note saying she loves, loves, loves the podcast. So uplifting. Thanks for listening, friends. Also to my friends Craig Clifford and his wife Georgianne. Hello. I'm so glad you're listening, too. May, there are so many birthdays this month, and I'm going to name them all. I'm going to name drop. <clears throat> Gay Machado, who is in Tucson. Happy birthday, dear. Kathleen Gramsay. Kathleen did one of our shows a year and a half ago before the pandemic about businesses, and she was very busy during the pandemic with helping another business take off and be successful with COVID testing and COVID treatment. So good for you. Joe Vandenberg, happy birthday. My former nurse at the White House, Wendy Van Dyke, happy birthday, Colonel Van Dyke. Ashley Daniel in Texas. My neighbor, Shirley Burns, Miss Shirley B., happy birthday, dear. My friend, Paul Tuft in Paradise Valley. Anna Roberts, happy birthday, my dear. She is a young 93 years old. David Hovey Sr. Jeanette Meyer, happy birthday. <clears throat> my friend, Dr. Lud Depish, who is a medical historian and just put out a new book on medical history. And so he is out there again being published. Uh, my m- wonderful mother in heaven, Lourdes Lulu, had her birthday uh, this month on May 18th. She's celebrated up in heaven. Lynn Ceylon, happy birthday. Maureen Francisco, who's been on this show several times. She is in the beauty industry, and she had her birthday yesterday. They are doing the Global Beauty Expo this weekend in Coeur d'Alene, and I was going to be there but couldn't make it. I've got a patient who is not doing well this weekend, so I plan to be in town. But they always do a wonderful celebration of beauty and success, so I wish them best luck. Upcoming birthdays this month are Bob Damon, Dan Grudenfeld. Dan will turn 60 on May 23rd. Happy birthday, Dan. Barb Rechterman, Tom Ritter, Sally Udd, or my gal Sal, my personal assistant Sally, has a birthday at the end of the month, as well as Sarah Gary, who works in my building and look, looks out for us, Hilda Villaverde, Rod Yoder, and Yoli Yana. So happy birthday, all of you. Also this month, at the end of our month, we have Memorial Day weekend. And I tell people it's really not about whatever's on sale or barbecues. Let's go over the meaning of Memorial Day. Memorial Day is an American holiday. It's observed on the last Monday of May. And it's really intended to honor the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. Uh, the original name was known as Decoration Day, and it started in the years following the Civil War and officially became a federal holiday in 1971. So God bless all the men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice of their lives for the freedoms we enjoy in this country. In addition, May is the month that we celebrate Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. I had the honor of speaking at the Northern Arizona VA in Prescott last weekend, and we did a Zoom call to all the groups there involved with the VA. Thank you all to the hospital people and staff who take care of our veterans. The Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month is important to me as a veteran in the, uh, in the military. I tell people the story of my family who are from the Philippines. My father, his uncles, my father's brothers, all the descendants have served in the Army, Navy, Air Force. We have had, and I counted at one time, over 200 years of service to this country. We've had since the 1940s, members of our family who started off serving as, as, as houseboys. This is really what they were, servants in the homes of admirals. So it was my great honor to be the first Asian-American, Filipino-American in U.S. history uh, to become a rear admiral among the Filipinos who uh, came to this country. 
So it was particularly a special time for my father, who got to pin my shoulder boards in the White House at that time. So, But we celebrate this month, and for all the Asian American Pacific Islanders who are part of the veterans in our country, there are over 300,000 of them who have served. So God bless you all for that. The theme of this month, because we celebrated Mother's Day, and I want to wish all the moms out there happy Mother's Day. I hope you had a great Mother's Day. And it's about about moms. It's about one of the hardest jobs we'll ever do is that being a mom. And as a mom of two sons who are in their 30s and as a grandma, which is probably the best job of all, throughout the time I had kids, I always worked. I continue to work. And this is special for me, this show, because I talk about something near and dear. It's about family. It's about your things you do for work and do for your country and do for love. So I always believe women carry many titles. We're very blessed. We carry the title of daughter, sister, cousin, friend. Times in our lives were somebody's girlfriend, were someone's wife, mother, stepmom for some of us, grandmother, and then for some of us, divorcee, and then finally, for many of us, sadly, widow. Women live longer, and as we live longer, we garner more titles in that. There is one woman in particular I I could think of recently who has carried many titles in her 95 years in in this life, and that's Queen Elizabeth II. She added the title of widow in April when she lost her husband, Prince Philip, who died almost before I think he made it to 100. He was close to 100. Queen Elizabeth turned 95 on April 21st, and her husband died April 9th. They were married over 70 years. But when you look at the queen, she has reigned as queen, her current job, for over 60 years. So she's been a working woman in the family firm for over 60 years. That's amazing. And somebody speculated, well, is it time for her to step down? What does she plan to do? She's a widow. She's lost her concert. And one of her biographers uh, and another author who is an expert on the monarchy made the comment, the queen needs to keep moving on. She keeps moving. And she was one quoted as, once quoted as saying, if I stop, I drop. And I really like that. It's almost like your beauty in motion. You keep moving. And one of my dear friends always, my friends worry about me because I'm go, go, go. I never stop. And I, I, I sort of like that. If I stop, I drop. I need to keep moving. And so it's all about moving forward in your life and doing things that are, keep you productive and keep you active. So I look at the theme of mothers, and there are a lot of mothers in our lives, and and we wouldn't be here without our mothers and fathers, but particularly, you think of what mothers do. But I, I, I look at all the people before you as we honor mothers, and I found something online that talked about ancestral mathematics. When you try to do the math about what brought you into this life, the miracle of life, and this is the math. In order for you to be born, this is what you needed, right? You needed your two parents, then you needed your four grandparents, you had eight great-grandparents, you had 16 second-great-grandparents, you had 32 third-great-grandparents, you had 64 fourth-great-grandparents, you had 128 fifth-great-grandparents, 256 sixth-great-grandparents, 512 seventh-great-grandparents, you had 1,024 eighth great-grandparents, 2,048 ninth great-grandparents. So for you to be born today, you came here from 12 previous generations. You needed a total of 4,094 ancestors over the last 400 years. Can you believe that? It took over 4,000 people over the last 400 years to bring you into this life. So think for a moment. If you try to envision their struggles 400 years ago, right? Their struggles, how many battles they put up with in their lives, how many difficulties they faced, struggles, sadness, illness, sadness. How many tears did they shed? How much happiness? Tears and cheers. I always talk about that. How many love stories are out there that brought you into this life? How many expressions of hope for the future did your ancestors have to go through for you to exist in this present moment? So take a moment to be grateful for all those unknown people. You'll never know them. You can do ancestry and and figure out where your roots are. But can you imagine all those human beings? 
And then can you imagine 400 years from now what your, what your successors, your descendants will think of you, if they even think of you at all? What would you want them to know about you? What would life be like? Can you only envision that can be? So just think of the numbers and how they each play a role in your very being, in your DNA, and why you're here. For each and every one of them, there was a mom. You know, what, what, what is that about mom? And what makes for a great mom? As being an overachiever, what does it take to be a great mom? You know, a lot of times you don't get a, a class on how to be a mom. You learn from your mom. You learn from other moms. <clears throat> you learn from grandma. Sometimes the biggest lessons are what not to do as mom. What would you do differently? Some people will agree that your most important job as mom is to love your children and make sure they feel love. But I also believe that your job as mom is to prepare your children for when you are no longer in this life, right? Your toughest job is that they come to the point that when you pass from this life and join all your ancestors, that your children get along, that you raise good people who pay their taxes and don't go to jail, and they're good to other people, and that they're respectful, and they're thoughtful, and they're grateful, and they have some form of faith and meaning, and that they carry on. I also say the litmus test of an adult child is that when your kids come to you and say, Mom, guess what? I got a job. Or guess what, Mom? I bought a house. Without any of your input, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to write a check. They did it. They're an adult. They let you know. FYI. That's it. You raised an adult. Good for you. Now, the bank of mom and dad is always open for grandkids. That's a whole different thing. Uh, that's our job to spoil those little guys. But for your adult kids, you know, when they come to you and say, mom and dad, this is what I've done, I just want you to know. It's like, all right, you're an adult. You're good. You know, you're, I've raised a good person. So that's one way you can do that. So the other test I think of as raising good kids is when you're gone, your kids get along. They don't fight over the wealth. Don't fight over the estate. They don't beat each other up. They look out for each other in this life, right? And they honor you by that. So something to think about. So for many of my listeners who are working women, you know, we have tough jobs. Tough jobs working for companies, working for other people. And many of us are employers, boss ladies, CEO, someone who starts and runs her own company. That's a tough gig. And I hear of many women who start their own businesses during the pandemic because it there's nothing like adversity to get people thinking, how can we solve this problem? You know, life is about problems that erupt. And the true test is, what do you like when things are rough? How do you solve your problems? And what's your way to do that? How are you, how are you going to be constructive? And there's nothing like bringing out the ingenuity of the American spirit to solve a problem, especially during a pandemic. And I hear lots of people starting businesses during that time to take advantage of a bad time with the right things to solve it. So many of my patients and friends run their companies, and our guest today is the epitome of a working mom, a successful businesswoman, happily married family woman, a great mom, and also a dear friend who is well-respected by all her friends and deeply loved. And she's a friend of my fellow friends, and that's how I got to meet her. My guest today is Carlin Bushman. We're sitting, and I, I think of one of the things when I first met Carlin, we're sitting in my office in Carefree, and we're chatting in my office, and right behind my desk is a window that faces the boulders, and there's a sidewalk that, that's in front of there, and I, I occasionally will look up, and for some reason I turned, and it caught my eye on the sidewalk was a nun, N-U-N, you know, with a habit, in, in, and it was about 80-degree temperature in full habit gear, regalia, and she was walking down the street on the sidewalk with a bottled water. And I went, whoa, where, where, is, she, where is she going? It just caught my eye. There's a sister, sister at. So I continued talking to Carla, and I said, oh, excuse me, I have ADD. I, something caught my eye. And as we're chatting, a few minutes later, I turned back, turned my head, and there was a nun going again. She was coming back in the opposite direction. So I had two sightings of a nun. And so I looked at Carlin, and we were talking about women in business. I said, there's the message, Carlin. It's all about the sisterhood. We're working moms, right? We're women who take care of others, our families, our kids, but other women in business. And I think that's what led me to decide I would want you today on my show. So this is Carlin Bushman. I'm going to go over briefly her bio, but there's, this is a more extensive bio if you want to Google her. But this is her summary. 
Carlin Bushman has been in small business and corporate world for over 32 years. She gained her small business experience out of college, which led her to being recruited for corporate position. She spent most of her corporate career as a single mom, figuring out how to make it all work. And believe me, that's tough. She took her expertise from her corporate experience, and she turned that to the small business sector. At this time that happened, she met and married her husband, Randy, and they grew their blended family, which is also a challenge for many of us. So Carlin realized that working in your business is a lot different than working on your business. Her goal is to reduce the state of being overwhelmed in business and encourage women to continue working on their business while she works in your business. So she consults for several women, including close friends of mine. She deals with the financial technological, managerial, and marketing aspects while women lead their business to greater success. She has many free resources that are available, and you can go on to our website and to our e-card to find out her website, which is www.carlinbushmanconsulting.com. But she's got a lot of free resources, so definitely take a look there. So, Carlin, welcome to our show. Thank you, Dr. Connie. So wonderful to be here in celebration of motherhood in May. Well, you're the perfect guest for this because you're a wonderful, knowledgeable mom. You've had your experience, but you're also helping other women with their business and what to do. So before we go on, because I know I want, I want to go deeply into the questions I have, I'm getting the nod here that we're going to go to a break and then we'll come back. So we're going to pause for a three-minute commercial break and then we'll come back with Carlin Bushman on House Calls with Dr. Connie. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the president of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano. This is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. I am so blessed and grateful to have in studio my dear friend Carlin Bushman, who is a very talented 
and amazing woman. She has been in small business and corporate world for over 32 years, gained much experience, and she has taken that expertise and placed it in the private sector where she does consulting with women businesses. And I, I, I'm so jazzed by this because she's helped so many people I know with their businesses. Can you share a little bit more about what you do, Carlin, and your background? A little bit more about your background. Sure, Dr. Connie. Thank you so much. Uh, I think my background has always been a tendency to be a natural problem solver. And you spoke about problem solving early on in the conversation today. And what I've realized is that is a strength that I have when talking to other women. As an entrepreneur, I have always felt like I had so much to do personally in my business. And I loved my business, but often I would lose sight of the joy and the reason I started it in the first place. So maybe I was in the wrong business. Mm. And maybe I needed to approach that problem-solving mentality that I felt I had for others in their businesses and apply that to my own business. So you sort of put yourself in their place, right? Because you've been there. Is there a certain timetable? Like when people get excited, they start a business and then all of a sudden the, the, the love is gone or like, what am I doing? I mean, I need to do something different. There is actually, and it kind of comes in different forms. It's a matter of they have this great idea They have to make the decision on what it's going to cost to start it, how to vet it out. Is it really a good idea? And a lot of that can become overwhelming. So the light bulb goes on. They have that aha, magical moment. They've uh, received some feedback from others that, yes, this is a great idea. You should try this out. They stepped into this because it was their passion and they felt they were solving a problem. The other side of that becomes overwhelming. And that's the gritty part of what happens inside a business. And a lot of times that is so overwhelming that you step back out of it before you give it an opportunity to to succeed. My aha moment was I love the gritty part. I love getting into women's businesses and working inside the business, as you referenced, so they could stay on that higher level working on their business, being the face, the creative using their passion to drive the growth of their business. And I can help them through preventing them from going into overwhelm and moving from overwhelm to outstanding. So when you do that, I mean, you said the gritty part is like getting licensed, right? Making an LLC or an escort, the financial, the budget, all the things are like, no, I just want to be the face of the business. And I, I think of that, 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 television that tell the actually it was a movie with Romy and Michelle's high school reunion <laughs> and they're like they're trying to impress everybody and they'll go well, let's just tell everybody we invented post-its <laughs> like what, what I mean what you did so let's say you want to invent something like post-its but really it's the everyday stuff what do you guide them do you actually go do that for them and say all right we need to get licensed we need human resource involved we need an accountant we need an attorney to do the articles of corporation, we need, I mean, the tax structure and EIN. I mean, do you do that for them? Dr. Connie, I actually do it soups, you know, like from start, yeah, wow, start to finish. I really focus on meeting these women where they are. So Mm -hmm. there are some women who have the idea and need to vet it out and go right from the beginning, do a quick analysis on market research, uh, run the numbers to see if it's even going to make good sense for them. Others are already very well entrenched inside their business, maybe two, three, five years, even more than five years on some. And I meet them exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. And it's servant leadership to me. I get in and I get gritty. And most of the time, their needs fall into those four categories, uh, financial, technology, management, marketing. So we decipher where the weaknesses are and let that founder, creator, president of the company continue to go and focus on the wonderful things, telling everybody they invented the Post-it notes, Mm -hmm. and let somebody else handle the back end to keep them moving in that direction. So you find the people to do that. At what point do you say, okay, I'm done, you can carry on? And again, that's a case-by-case basis. The ultimate goal is for 
my services to help them get them to the point where they can actually hire my position internally full-time. It is such a great feeling for them to be able to bring somebody on board because that's a level of success now that they've achieved that they can actually support that C-suite position inside their organization full-time. And I really help them transition that, whether it's recruit, vet out that person, and then, of course, training. And then I let them run with it. Now, does it matter if they're in Arizona or California because you, you have a place there? I mean, does it matter where they live? It does not. What we've learned from the pandemic more than anything, and I know we're, we're going to address that later in our conversation if we have time, you can do this virtually. I do love my one-on-one deep dive sessions, yeah. of course, in real life. I, I miss real life um, things, but that's coming back, so that's great. But you can be anywhere and have this happen. So that's the next question. So how did the pandemic changed everything for your your work? Uh, It changed it in a couple different ways. First and foremost, it caused me to pause. It really opened up, and again, referencing back to what you said earlier today, it really opened up some space for me to think through how I could best serve my clients. And pre-pandemic, I was incredibly busy, as we all are, And I personally was working in my business and not on my business. So once again, another fabulous time to have a life lesson myself and walk the talk. I paused. I reevaluated some of the offerings I had for my clients, how to best serve my clients, and reformatted some of those to move the needle forward and close that gap on time for their businesses. So in a lot of ways, you know, I like to seek the gifts of the pandemic. If you can find the silver lining, it looks like you found it. I mean, it looks like you found with, with that happening. You know, one of the things I admire about you, you know, and I can identify, you're, you're a wonderful wife, great mother, and a wonderful stepmom. And it's, it's hard. I mean, what happens? Well, how did you celebrate your Mother's Day this year? What did you all do? Well, to me, Mother's Day is year-round. And my family, I'm very blessed with my family, my blended family, and my extended family as well, we celebrate each other on a pretty consistent basis. So my Mother's Day this year was actually fairly quiet. I saw my oldest or our oldest daughter and then continued on to have a great Father's or Mother's Day with my husband. I think there was one other role that mothers should be uh, cheered on for or, or celebrated for, and that's caretakers. Yeah. And, yes. you know, we talk about motherhood and in my age group, you know, flanking the years pre and post my age, we're caretaking for our parents at this point as well. So my Mother's Day was also spent checking in on my mom and my dad. Yeah, it's so true. Right, right. As your kids are getting married, they're going, you know, they're going on the, you're taking care of mom and dad, you do the spectrum, and then you start getting grandkids. And it's a tough thing. And, uh, you know, when they get to that age, you're, you're taking care of them. You're always reaching out to check on mom and dad. Your roles get reversed. I mean, that's a really tough thing. I mean, you as a mom, you know, what advice? I mean, you've got wonderful kids. You, you, you both are blessed to, to have a blended family. All your kids are successful. You've got one who's an attorney. Your daughter's a brilliant attorney. And feel, so feel free to brag about your kids. But what advice? Because you're a single mom for a while. I mean, how did you raise good kids? I think first and foremost, uh, listening. You know, you definitely share the love with them and the respect you have for them as they're going through their own personal achievements. You celebrate their milestones. I think that starts at a very young age. And you have to listen. Listening is so important. Putting down the electronics and actually spending that time being present to listen to your children when possible. Make that time. It goes by so fast. I miss the car rides. I was so excited when they all started to get their driver's license. I thought, this is great. I don't have to be driving all over, juggling my work schedule and their uh, extracurricular activity schedules. And then I realized I really miss the car time. It's true. I, you know, I noticed that with my son. Someone said, you know, once your kids start driving, you don't need to drive in anywhere. And there's something about sitting in a car, you're driving, they're not making eye contact, they're looking away, and you're having those talks, those heart-to-heart talks, that you really don't want to look in their face. And they'll ask you different questions. And you're really, those are great times to really be close to them. They really make a difference. Those, it's really about the communication part that, that's the heart-to-heart about it. You know, I, I talk about being a mom. It, really, it's the toughest job. You're never done. You are never done. I mean, 
your kids are little. It used to say little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. And so you, you, it's really tough. If you can navigate motherhood, I mean, you can almost do anything. What did you learn from being a mom that you apply to your consulting work with your clients? I think one of the biggest things I've learned is to know that you are taking care of them as well. They look to you to have their back. And I think as a woman, we're so used to doing that, that that carries over into the business area quite a bit. What I have found is relating to other women who have kids or don't have kids for that matter, we can be leaned on with each other. And it's a different kind of dynamic. So for instance, my my children lean on me and expect me to not always give advice, but to listen. And I think my theme for the month of May was No Advice May. And the reason for that is I think we're all so quick to jump to give advice to my kids, right, or to my clients. And the thing I've learned the most from my children and bringing that into my business is they're not always asking for my advice. Matter of fact, if I jump so quickly to give advice, I may not be advising them even on the right problem. So listening and really listening to what my clients are trying to solve inside of their business has gone a long way. And I actually learned that from my children. Matter of fact, I remember one specific circumstance or instance where they said to me, can you just listen to me? I'm not looking for your advice right now. And I thought, wow, okay. I think that's actually that advice is the best advice. What's the best advice? Don't give advice. Yeah. Because I think when you listen, you're validating them. You're allowing them to speak it. And sometimes when people freely talk, they come up with their own solutions. I know my friends who are therapists, they'll ask you an open-ended question, and they allow you to talk, and they sit there quietly. They're witnessing you. And allow me to witness and share, but don't don't speak. Because I think we're so poised to jump on it. Or here's a solution. Here's a problem. It's like, no, 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 no. Pause. Don't react. Just listen. Nod your head. And the pauses are beautiful. And there's an acronym I think that's always helped me. And it's AWE. A-W-E and it's the follow-up question, and what else? Oh, great. A-W-E and what else? You know, it, it brings to mind, we, we have Dave Rico, who is a psychotherapist from Esalen on our show uh, last year. And we talked about the five true things about acceptance of life. And he said, when something bad happens, you know, when you accept the five givens of life about change and life is unfair and all those things, if you just accept it and say, yes, now what's next, right? Instead of, yes, why me? But yes, now what's next, right? And, and what else is next? That way, it's not reactionary. It's being open to the solution and being open to that. And sometimes the best thing to do is nothing at all. It's just nothing at all. It's because we're so programmed as parents to just run in and solve it for them. Baby's crying. Need to go do that. You know, I've got a problem. I've got to do that. It's like they, they lay it at your feet. Well, what do you want me to do? I just want to show you this. Like your cat goes and get a bird. He lays it at your feet. What do I do with this? So, you know, you've got a blended family, and that's always a challenge. I mean, how, how old were the kids when you two got together? The girls, the two older girls, were in high school. That is a challenging time, no question about it. There's a lot going in, going on in high school with, with either gender, girls or boys. Wow. How did they – was that hard? I mean, was that tough to blend your families? And the, did the kids get along? Did, did they like you? Did your stepkids like you? I mean, did your kids – did your son – did your daughter like your husband? I mean – so I would love to be able to say, yes, it worked out great. Everything was fabulous. We blended. We all, you know, Brady bunched it together. Yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be real life at all. Uh, absolutely, it was hard right in the beginning. I remember walking into um, the first function where I met all the children and had mine in tow, of course, who was much younger at that point, and the looks and the whispers and the concerns of, about who is that? Who is that that's talking to my dad? Who did my dad invite? So, of wow. course, that was the challenge right out of the gates. And it took uh, work, um, loving work, 
uh, with my husband and I to sit down all of our kids together and say, look, this is what it's going to be. And it's going to be okay for you guys. It's good for us. It'll be really good for you. So let's move forward together. And we're going to make this happen. Because I'm amazed how well your kids get along. I'm amazed how well my kids get along, actually. Because that, to (laughs) me, is the challenge. You know, biologically, you're not their mom. But and you'll never be their mom. I mean, your mom is your mom, but still, you're their dad's wife, you know, partner, somebody he adores and loves. And you bring out, you know, the breast in him. And to be able to do that is a great thing to share that love. I mean, that's that's a major achievement to do that without them feeling threatened. But I think that's the tough thing. The fact if you can negotiate that, you can negotiate anywhere. You know, it's the it's the art of the negotiation. So we're going to pause on Dr. Connie's house call with Carlin Bushman, and we'll be back for more on house calls. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to live younger, longer? Andrew and Aaron Stevens with Apply Everyday Health are partnered with a 100-year-old company to help you build health through natural approaches. Our scientists believe that the key to a healthy lifestyle lies within nature. By using ingredients proven to be safe and effective, our products provide nutrition guaranteed to change your life in a positive way. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the President of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families. Dr. Connie Mariano. I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president. Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone, or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president. I'm going to call her office now and join her practice. Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com. You can like and comment on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Facebook page. This is the place to get and share advice from some of the best leaders on the planet. Get started today by searching for Voice America Empowerment or click the like button under the player today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. This is Dr. Connie on House Calls for our show in May. We talked about Mother's Day and women in business and the hardest jobs we'll ever do. And I am so grateful to have on this show Carlin Bushman, who is from the corporate world. She spent her career in the corporate world, raised her children, and has taken her expertise in the corporate world to work with women as a consultant with their businesses and working with them in their business as they go on to carry on the things they need to do. But she really gets in there to work with them, to inspire them, to guide them, to help them. In a lot of ways, it's like being a good mom. And one of the things we talked about was a special ingredient that makes her a great mom that she realized, she gave some good advice. Like She talked about when her kids would come to her and just share, and it's not like they're looking for advice. And I want you to go over that again, because that was an important point. Bring that up again. Thank you, Dr. Connie. Absolutely. I think what's really 
moved the relationship with my children forward in our blended family is, of course, I love and adore all of them. But it's the respect. It really is the respect. I really respect them. I respected them when they were young and listening to them. But as they've aged and be, and they're now young adults in their careers and growing as wonderful individuals, I really respect the things they've either had to go through, the learning experiences, the mistakes they've met, made, the mistakes we let them make in order to figure out how to do it, you know, the next time a little differently. So there's a lot of that there. And I think I, you know, that really does carry over into my business as well. I really respect the women who get out there and put themselves out there to start a business. You know, it takes a lot of guts. You put yourself at risk. You put yourself at risk for failure. But, you know, the topic of respect, I, mean, I don't think I've ever done a show about respect. And respect is huge. I think one of the problems we have in this world now, in our country, well, actually in the world, where people are fighting, they're polarized, what happened to kindness, but what happened to respect? It's, very, it's become very disrespectful, right? And when you think of respect, would you ever talk back to your mother? I mean, would you ever badmouth your parents? I mean, we grew up in the generation, you're supposed to respect your elders. And, and now it's sad. I watch TV, I, think, I see things in the media, and like people don't respect each other. They really don't. It's, it's, it's the way they verbalize towards each other is disrespectful. Uh, they treat each other as lesser entities. They don't respect each other's ability to speak their mind. They slam them if they disagree. So really, that's all disrespectful. And I, and I look at my friends who are seeking, like, the perfect partner. And your perfect partner is somebody, obviously, they've got to love you, but they also have to respect you. And uh, tell me what you think about that, you know, respect. I actually see it um, quite a bit. And here's the irony. So I went from corporate back to small business consulting for female entrepreneurs. And of course, the level of confidence, like you said, putting yourself out there, it can waver day to day. There's the highs and the lows. There's no question about that. Moving forward, you have to respect yourself. And you have to have and demand that respect from others also. In my personal relationship, as I've grown my own business, it is amazing the conversations that continue to grow within my own personal relationship with my husband. And I can feel and see and hear the respect he has for me and what I'm trying to do or what I am doing with not only my own business, but in other women's businesses. So it feels really, really good. And that's empowering in and of itself. Oh, absolutely. Because he values that. He values your, you know, it, it, you're not a CEO of a big company now. I mean, you're, but you're helping other women grow theirs. And there's a sense of humility. I get it. But it's also, if you have respect, it doesn't mean you're greater than anybody else. You're not egotistical. You're just being healthy. And to have self-respect is huge. And there's so many people who act out because they don't have that. They don't respect themselves enough. They don't respect anybody else, but let alone themselves. They discount themselves. And I think in a lot of ways, for someone like you, I envision, you've got to be their cheerleader, right? Just like your cheerleader for your kids, that you can do this. I know you can do this. It's hard, but I know you can do it. You got it within you and to help them do that. You mentioned that two of your kids are getting married. What advice would you give to them? That is a great question. The, both the uh, kids that are getting married, they're uh, our daughters. Uh, and I think as we've talked throughout this podcast so far, as a woman, they are both uh, have fantastic careers going for them. They've met incredible men who are very supportive of their careers and then, of course, growing in their own careers. And I feel like for them, they have to back to the respect for each other and the fields that they're in. Their sense of humor with each other, I have seen that over and over again. They uh, spent quite a bit of time with us throughout COVID, which was a blessing. Again, another silver lining. I think both of those things, and I believe, and I really have seen this all the way through, they are each other's best friend. And that goes a long way in any relationship, and then, of course, continues in a marriage. That is huge. It's true. You've got to be each other's best friend, biggest fan. Somebody said, one of my psychologist friends said that the in, the in, indicator of a successful marriage is how well the son-in-law gets along with the woman's mother. It's really the mother-in-law. If the mother-in-law likes you, buddy, you're, you're in. You're in. <laughs> and I look at my sons because they're married to women who there are no other daughters in these families. So my youngest son, you know, he married uh, Aaliyah, who is the 
only girl among four kids. She has three brothers. And Lori, the, the mother-in-law, would greet my son Jason with, how's my favorite son-in-law? And he goes, well, how's my favorite mother-in-law? And and Andrew can do the same thing with, with his wife Erin's parents. But it's really that position where you really value them, respect them, and, and that's huge for that. It's, it's really important. And also when you're working with people. it's I look at cultures that focus on respect. The Japanese, they bow in reverence to that, right? They honor your space. Their tradition is they bow. You know, that's a ceremonial bowing. And, you know, one of the things I tried to do during, always, I always try to do it, or even especially during the pandemic, because it's a rough time, is to be intentionally kind to every single person I meet. And you can really make a huge difference for people that your sphere of influence can really touch people's lives. You can make or break someone's life. And I tell the story of one of my patients who was a big Wall Street executive back, back in the 60s. And he was struggling with alcohol. And he had such a rough time and hadn't sought any help. And he was actually going to go kill himself on his lunch break. He was, he was walking back to his apartment in New York. And he thought, nobody cares about me. I, I, I might as well be dead. And, and then he sort of made a bargain with God. He said, if at least one person even knows me, acknowledges me. Give me a reason for me to still be in this life. So as he he was walking across the busy New York street, he looks up and this woman just passes him. She looks right at him, eye contact, and said, have a nice day and smiled. So God sent an angel and he said, you know what? That shook me to the core that one human being, one anonymous being on a busy street in New York at lunchtime looked at me and greeted me that I counted. So he went home, he went to an AA meeting, he is sober to this day, because that one anonymous person, so your impact can touch somebody else that you have no idea, no idea that can make it. And I I always think that this show, I always tell my guests that the hope is at least one person will hear this podcast, something good will come that will touch them in a positive way. But I, I, I want to thank you for, for being on this show. Any last moment advice you would give to busy moms, working moms, business moms out there? I think something I always go back to, and that's have courage and be kind. And that absolutely aligns with what you've just shared with us. So thank you, Dr. Connie. I think for all of you out there, rest, don't quit, and have courage and be kind. It will take you further. And I believe in all of you who are listening that you will go further than you even probably think you can. Amen. I think you're right. I think that having somebody like you in their corner to cheer them on, because it, it's tough, you know, setting your own business, because you think, oh, I'm, my late husband, John, said that the majority of businesses fail. The majority of them fail in the first six years. They forget it. And the very fact that you can succeed is an amazing thing. You put everything into it. But one of the things I'm going to share, too, because of the month of May, because there is an anniversary that's special for me, because on May 23rd will mark 40 years that I graduated from medical school, Uniform Services University School of Medicine. That I was in the second class that graduated in 1981. The Charter Martyr class graduated in 1980. So that school has been going on for 41 years, still going on still producing most of the military doctors uh, in uniform, obviously in uniform, but most of them. But I look back, May 23, 1981, when I graduated from med school, Ronald Reagan was president, right? And I went and did, I flew from Bethesda, I actually drove from Bethesda and moved to San Diego for my internship and residency, internship first. And I started my internship, and what was medicine like back then? We didn't have an iPhone. We didn't have the internet. We did everything by hand. We ch- we charted those notes by hand. Everything was done that way. We worked long hours. They didn't have any restrictions on time. So the reason you call people house officers is you live in the house. You live at, you live in the hospital. So we did like seventy two hours nonstop. I remember you were so exhausted that you're doing you know you're doing CPR on somebody at four o'clock in the morning in the ICU. You're trying to resuscitate, and you're so exhausted, you're like praying almost for them to pass so that you don't have to continue doing CPR. You're so tired. But the other thing I look at regarding infectious disease, what was the number one fear in 1981? Does anyone remember? It was AIDS. It was AIDS. We were terrified of AIDS. We had 
gay people, corpsmen, a lot of them were, were gay corpsmen. They were dying of AIDS. I remember being in the ICU, putting a Swan-Gans catheter in a patient who was eight, full-blown AIDS, right? Capsaicin sarcoma, pneumocystis pneumonia, and we were trying to resuscitate. And I was double-gloved and masked, and my attending was outside the glass window watching me saying, good luck, right? Because we didn't know whether we would get it. We obviously thought, you know, we, would, we, we feared we'd get it from inhalation of respiratory droplets, uh, we thought we would get it from hugging. People were very anxious about hugging gay people or, or anybody with AIDS. That movie with Tom Hanks with Philadelphia changed a lot of our attitudes with that. Princess Diana changed that when she hugged those children with who were HIV positive. So that was our biggest fear was was AIDS. And now look how you know now it's the pandemic, right? But we've the majority of people in this country have been vaccinated. Uh, people are taking off their masks finally. Look at the science, and that's my last piece of advice, is look at the data, look at the science, and focus on the science. And the difficulty and challenge has been who reports the science. I mean, one of the things I love about this radio uh, is that you don't get interrupted. There's, I try to base mine on no political agenda, so nobody knows what I am. So, And that doesn't matter, right? You focus on what the issues are. You oh, you focus on policies and thoughts and concepts without any filter of what agenda. There's no agenda. I just want to educate people with that. But I look at my anniversary, 40 years in medicine. That's, oh, my gosh, longer than I've ever been married to any man. So I am married to medicine, 40 years and counting. And somebody said, well, why are you still practicing? I said, well, I have to do something. And and kudos to Queen Elizabeth for, for being the mentor that if I stop, I drop. But I also think a lot of ways that practicing medicine is my preventative against dementia. And it's, it forces me to stay current in life. Because one of the things about dementia that I've seen in my patients is the inability to, inability to embrace new technology, new ideas, new concepts. So really, practicing medicine allows me to grow intellectually, spiritually, socially, so that I won't plan to stop I, or else I'll drop, but it keeps me sharp and going on. But part of that is to continue to help others out there as you are helping me, Carlin, with the people who listen. So with that, I thank all of you for listening to our May show and go on and touch other lives in a positive, uplifting way and also be kind and respectful, things your mother taught you to do. So have a wonderful month. God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional shows,